podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Man on Football Show for this Thursday night. Apologies for being late. Um, I'm not going to say whose fault it was, but it wasn't mine and it wasn't Keith's. <laughs> <laughs> now, Shawnee's mic just decided to go absolutely bananas at uh, 5 to 10, but we eventually, eventually sorted it out. On tonight's show, um, it's all about the collapse of Barcelona. We're going to look at Barcelona from 2015 right up until today. And Keith um, has lashed a serious amount of information on us regarding it. He's going to lead this tonight and tell us where we're going and what we're going to talk about and tell us all about it. Shawnee's going to add to that with loads of information as well because he just knows stuff and I'm just going to keep asking questions and putting stuff up on the screen if that's all right. Um, Keith, it's a yes. mad story, isn't it, when you look at it? Like, it's mad. It really is, Gav. Yeah, I mean, myself and Sean, you were on last week with Oscar from All Leeds TV and we were talking about, you know, the collapse of Leeds and the the impact that Peter Ridsdale had on, on that club and this just is times a thousand. Do you know what I mean? The, yeah. the negligence that's gone on at Barcelona literally one of the biggest richest clubs in the world to go from where they were i mean we're gonna sort of look at um 2015 when um 2014 joseph maria bartomeu comes in and just the absolute shit show that he's presided over at barcelona because it's just they've gone from being one of the best run clubs in the world where played their production pill coming out of La Masia was just outrageously good. And well, they were spending a lot of money to bring in players, and they did have a lot of misses along the way big money misses. What's happened since has just been absolutely scandalous. And you know, how they've got to where they are. It's just beyond, you know, any anything you can think about. So it's a real fascinating story. And it's something that, you know, when we, when we were doing the Man on Football show, we were sort of thinking, what sort of things can we do? And we, we say this all the time. We love nostalgia. We love going back and talking about stuff. But that doesn't mean you have to go back 20 years, 30 years. Like, we're only going back a sort of a five-year period here. And, mm. and the mess that's been there at Barcelona is just, you know, it's it's unparalleled do you know what I mean for a club of this size and, and I think it'll be a good show to, to talk about Johnny when you look at them I mean we'll, we'll put it up on screen um, fairly soon but when you look at them in the 2015 Champions League final it's against Juventus and I think it's in Berlin I think yeah it um, is I think they win a 3-1 tr- I think 3-1 well, yeah, yeah. Um, and when you look at the side they have and where they are at that moment like Real Madrid are winning European Cups all over the shop, you know, at that stage. Um, but Barcelona win and win it in 2015. You're thinking, this is a renaissance of another brilliant Barcelona side. And when you see what's gone on from then, now six years later to where they are now, it's just, it's a short time in football, isn't it? Four, five, six years. Like, it's very short. Exactly. And, like, the fact that it could happen to Barcelona would, would tell you that, like, nobody is actually safe uh, from poor business decisions being made and I think what happened with Barca was they they were caught dopey it all starts with we'll obviously get on to it Neymar is like the Jenga block that gets pulled out and the whole thing comes down then and it's scattergun they, a fella comes in who doesn't know what he's doing and basically just goes to show that no matter what your revenue is or your turnover if you haven't got football people making football decisions and you have people who don't really understand the business of football, then you could literally end up on the brink of... I'm not going to... Barca will never be extinct because they're too big. to be way too many suitors, yeah. but they literally had to give up that crown jewel. They had to give up Messi in the end and that was the end game. And now I start seeing the rebirth. Um, who knows how long it's going to take, but when you look at what happened in such a short space of time, it's no surprise, Gav. Like, 
we we had this conversation in the summer when all of this messy stuff was going on and I'd always be privy to kind of be listening to what's going on because there's a very you all know I was living in uh Kenny for the summer. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Shannon. I was uh, Carrick on Shannon. I was followed. There's a show over there called Chiringuito, and they kind of deep dive into it every night. And some of the the numbers that were coming up, it was actually insane. It's it was criminal, and it's criminal to the extent that the fella who was responsible for this is actually going to jail. So that would show you just how bad it got at Barcelona. Yeah, like. Look, let's jump in and have a look at it, right? Because we're going to start it around the Champions League final of 2015 when they become European yeah. champions, yeah? And, you know, let me let me bring this up for you here just so people can see it, okay? So, Keith, you wanted this up. So, that's the 2005 Champions League final starting side. Ter Stegen, Danny Alves, PK Mascherano. Jordi Alba, Busquets, Iniesta, Rakitic, Messi, Neymar, Suarez. Keith, when they win that game, you're thinking this could be another, you know, this could be another like fucking domination here with, with the with the players they had, the age profiles of them, and, and just how fucking good they were. Yeah, it, they were set up. I mean, the Barcelona team that Pep Guardiola assembled. When if you go back for right to Roy Cards end game at Barcelona does it they're in a mess Guardiola comes in and he, he changes things and he creates you know one of the best club sides of all time and he leaves and there's a couple of managers in between and then Luis Enrique comes in and and he has this you know the balance in that team you look at that side there it's one of the best club teams you'll see you know look every every area of the pitch you know I think Mascherano or centre-back is one of the most underrated players that that's been around, you know, he gets he gets lambasted because he was only about five foot eight. He was amazing for that team at the back because he was a, essentially a midfielder playing in there. Alba Alves, Busquets, you know, Rakitic, Iniesta. He had ball players, they had ball winners, they had everything. And then the front three, the MSN, outrageous. You know, you had Messi, Suarez, and Neymar, and they just they they were the perfect mix. You know, when you looked at that team. And it looked like, yeah, right, the next cycle of the great Barcelona was starting to happen there. Messi's sort of at his prime. Suarez is absolutely blowing the doors off everything as well. Look, you know, how we got there, we, we have issues with, but he gets there and he just takes to it like a duck to water. And Neymar, Sean, he touched on it there, is, is the catalyst for everything. You know, we were sort of putting messages out, Gav, over the last couple of days about this show. And, and a lot of people are saying, you know, oh, the fall of Barcelona is a Regis corner. It, it's not. It's the Johnny touched on it there. The Jenga piece is Neymar. It's PSG coming in and taking Neymar because that team there is set up to dominate for a few years when you look at the ages of them. And it doesn't come to pass. Now, we can look at that and we can say, right, <sighs> Barcelona, they they always spent a lot of money. Do you know, if you go back when Guardiola was there, I touched on Guardiola in, I think it's 2010, they spent 60 million on Zlatan and essentially gave Samuel Leto to, to Inter Milan. They bought in Dimitro Chigrinsky for 25 million or something like that. It's ridiculous business. But they were only sort of supplement, you know, they were bringing in players to supplement what he had. Now, the Eto'o thing was a bad, bad move all around. They should never have got rid of him for Zlatan. But you could sort of look at it and say, right, it's one or two moves. They always spent big. They were looking at Andre Gomez was coming in for big money. And they'd always dot in a player, you know, 30, 35 million. But that team there, it, it was a well-built team. It was a, a well, like I said, balanced, everything about it. It looked good and it looked set up for years. And they win that Champions League final and, you know, they, they go on another year together, I think, only. I think it's only another season after that that they have. And in that next season, you know, Neymar especially is... Is it not two seasons? This world. No, it's the next um, season. They play, they play PSG, they come back and... I thought they, they played fifth. I thought he won it in 15 and then they had 15, 16, 16, yeah, 17 and yeah, then the summer of the 17, summer 17 Neymar. Then, yeah. Go so they've two seasons. Yes, that's right. They get beaten by yeah. Atletico the following year. Yeah. But what happened was the, the the talk was always around Neymar wanting to be the main man somewhere else. 
And yeah. like they, like you said, they coin it. Suarez was actually one of the best players. Well, he was at, he's the be- he was the best forward player in the world, but he didn't really care about his particular status, I don't think, when he yeah. goes. I think he just wants to go there to win tra- trophies, and they win a treble. Like, he didn't just win the Champions League. Lewis Enrique yeah. wins the treble. Like, they, they blow everyone away. They play some of the best attack of football. Like, I remember the away, the away legs at PSG and Bayern Munich, and it's just, it's, it's sensational stuff, but... Neymar starts to, I'm not going to say smell himself a bit because that would suggest that he's not actually as good as you think he is. But I'm on the other side of the ball. I actually yeah. think Neymar is a ridiculously good footballer. And I do think he's, I think he's been hampered by injuries in the last couple of years. And the fact that the amount of times he's been injured and he'll go on to, to be Brazil's all-time top goal scorer will, will tell you just how good he is. But you could do a show alone on this Barca to Neymar to PSG thing because it, it's just... It's just the the very very worst of football, Gab. It's it's politics and agents and just <laughs> what happened then was Barca were literally chasing the tail. Yeah. Uh, every every window, it's just mistake, following mistake, following mistake, following mistake, and it just all comes down. Like it's it's crazy to think what kind of happened when. There wasn't Barca men there making the decisions because your man Laporte was Barca true and true, and he is, and he's back yeah. in there. But your man Bartomeu knew fuck all about football. Yeah, knew all about football, and he lose Enrique due to personal tra- tragedy. Like he do- he heads off wherever, and they're chasing that tail. Messi is picking managers like it. It, it's, it was a shit show. It was an absolute shit show. And to be honest with you, Gab, I'm surprised at how long it took the House of Cards to come down. Well, with it, took, it took them... The reason it took it that long is because... Because Messi was so good. <clears throat> that and the fact that they just kept spending on spending until somebody told them to stop. You know what I mean? Until somebody actually went, listen, you can't keep doing it. Well, they didn't tell him to stop. He literally had yeah. no, no reserves left in the bank. Yeah, well, that, yeah, well that'll, t- that'll give you a good idea that you need to stop, isn't it, when there's fuck all left? Yeah. You know, you, when Barca go down to the ATM to get a few quid for a takeaway on the way home and there's no money there, um, it's a good idea that you might need to stop. But Keith, like, just going on to, on to the, you know, we, we see their brilliant side in 2015. They go through to 16, 17. The summer of 2017 comes and, you know, as Shani says that the the Jenga piece that gets pulled from Barcelona, but is that partly down to Barcelona's arrogance over the fact that they've a two hundred and twenty million pound a euro um, bio clause on, on Neymar and no one will touch him for that? Because we've seen in re- more recent times now they're giving the likes they're giving Pedri, Pedri a contracts and it's like a yeah. billion buyout now because they're just absolutely terrified of it. But was it a bit of arrogance from Barcelona where they? Didn't think anyone would touch him, and then someone came along and did. Yeah, well, I think I mean we have a we have a slide there, a slide, a, a screenshot there, Gav, of the record transfer fees, sort of before the Neymar deal. And if you look at them, there's nothing like it's Ronaldo, it's Pogba, it's it's Bale, it's all Bale. these guys, and you're talking sort of eighty, ninety million, and that was outrageous. And when Barca were putting these in, I suppose, the thoughts of somebody, I mean, there we go, 89, 85, 80 million, 75, 75. And let me, we remember most of these happening. Yeah. And you think, oh, Jesus, that's big. You know, and the thoughts of someone spending over 100 million, right? Well, you could see it obviously was coming down the tracks to go and spend what they spent on them. We know Spanish clubs always insert their release clause. Um, I think in it's the, the law, isn't it? They have to, I think, yeah, yeah, something like that. They have to put in a, a buyout clause. The thought of someone coming in and paying whatever two hundred million for a player was just no. It's not going to happen. It's a safe buyout clause. But we all know the oil rich countries have come in and sort of blown the game out of the water. Do you know what I mean? So when mm. Neymar signs that deal, they're not thinking about PSG. They're not thinking well, about Man you know- City. You know why you know why PSG done it? Why was that? Because they were tapping up Marco Verratti. 
they were tapping up Marco Barca were ta- tapping up Marco Verratti for years the way they always do yeah. with players the way they did with Suarez the way now, this isn't a fucking poor Barca story don't get me wrong yeah. this is this is basically getting a big spoonful of your own medicine and the sugar to go down after it because what happened was they were tapping up Verratti telling them not to sign contracts not to do this not to do that and we'll get him out and Verratti was unsettled and that was what was happening so PSG turns around and goes oh is that right yeah well hold on we're going to get the state of Qatar to buy yeah. out Neymar's contract and when he leaves you're going to have to pay him all them loyalty bonuses we know he has in his contract because Leonardo has been in direct contact with his father for the last two years about this deal so they were complete and utterly hoodwinked they got yeah. done like a kipper with their pants down. And they ended up having to give Neymar 18 million or something when he left for a, a loyalty bonus. Yeah. And they waited exactly until after the time the loyalty bonus was up to trigger the release clause. Barca were running to the court saying, how have they done this? They got inside information from his father and they all denied it. All parties denied it. So they literally got a taste of their own medicine because they've yeah. done it for so fucking long with everyone else. They've done it with Coutinho or us. Mascherano. done it with Mascherano. They they don't know about everyone. Thierry Henry, that's what yeah. they always do. You always notice players coming out like Suarez's interview. They lay the seeds well, well before it's time. And they were literally caught napping because they were under the idea that, like Keith said, nobody's going to pay this money. Not realising that PSG are literally backed by a country. Yeah. And Qatar said, we're just going to take Neymar. And do you know what he's going to do? He's going to be the face of us getting the World Cup and all. And that's exactly what it was. It was a complete political power play and he was used as a tool. And that's how we have a World Cup. It's, it literally that goes that deep, Gav. That's one of the reasons why there's a World Cup next year in December. It's because Neymar was like the face of their thing. Qatar. And, and the funny thing was, Qatar was sponsoring Barcelona at the time yeah. they were on the short. Yeah. So... They ended up with their pants completely pulled down. It, it, I couldn't, do you know what? Did you ever hear the saying, it couldn't happen to a noisy person? This was basically the embodiment of that. They were caught napping. It, it was actually, it was glorious in a way. And what, what they done afterwards is just. Yeah, different kettle of fish. But this, before we move on to that, Gav. No, no, I'm not um, moving on. I was going to say, I was going to say, like, how do you do it? Um, what the reaction is, and then what you see Barcelona do afterwards. It it is just like a snowball running down a hill, isn't it? It is. Um, you know, something that Johnny touched on was they they bring in Bartomeu to run the ship, and he's not qualified. Do you know, I was looking this up. So Sandro Rossell is the president before Bartomeu, and he's, he resigns, and they're looking for an emergency, and he promote this fella as an interim president. And he's a he's a vice president, but that doesn't mean he's the next in line. It just means he's a vice president. There's a there's a few of them there, but he's got no football experience and he's got no football sort of man business experience. And he gets the job, and it reminds me very much. And the the outcome actually is quite similar as well to when John Delaney for any Irish fans got out there. John Delaney was like a bladen. Uh, an accountant or a press officer or something in the FAI and he, he got the interim oh, he was the face in Saipan when the shit went down and he got the, the CEO gig and he ran that shit out of that as well Bartomeu done the same I mean he goes in there and we can look at their sort of transfer business but there's like a couple of stories in there Um, they were offered Mbappe when Neymar went he was only 18 he goes to PSG eventually they were offered him an agent contacted him didn't even return the call to the agent. And by the time it's like, well, you know, these don't want to know. They, Mbappe is also going to PSG on loan. You know, the, the decisions they were making. He had Zubi Zaretta, was a sporting director there. And Zubi Zaretta was an experienced sporting director and a Barcelona sort of legend. He, do, he does the deal for Neymar. He does the deal for Suarez. Sacks him and goes on to have five sporting directors in six years. You know, that's not a stable club. That's not how you run a club. And this fella was just, you know, everything about it was just bad move, bad move, bad move. And we're going to talk about some of the transfer deals they do and the role he has in them. It's it's crazy. It's just poor management all the way through. And this fella is the one, as Shawnee said, he's going to face criminal charges and all over what he's done here. Like, it's it's absolutely scandalous. But Shawnee, like you said earlier, 
that um sorry you said earlier that you know Neymar is a ridiculously good footballer and just on a footballing side of things just to look at something here like um his last season at Barcelona 45 games just under, under 40 just under 4,000 minutes played 20 goals 27 assists a goal every a goal every two games playing wide left um but like the more than a goal of contribution again yeah it's yeah. 40 it's 47 goal contributions in 45 games yeah, like, he's in. Well, a footballing sense, they, not only did he lose like a, a PR war and he get absolutely, you know, slapped around by PSG for uh, for a better word, but that is that, that's a footballing sense what they've lost, and th- that's yeah. probably the most important bit of it all. Yeah, and that's basically what they were built on that that front three, like you know what I mean, and. P- Neymar seems to be a bit of a marmoy figure amongst fans it's probably because he rolls around and all that yeah I think so you, yeah. you, 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 you cannot like, deny the fella's ability his numbers speak for themselves like he's it's off the charts really to be honest with you he, he probably he goes to PSG and then shortly afterwards ends up in Mbappe's shadow so he's probably wondering himself sort of like kind of what more he could have done and the there's been two or three times that he tried to get back to Barcelona after uh, that, like he was trying to pull through, but PSG just weren't having it. But look at the numbers and the output, Gavin. The problem came with who they tried to replace him with. And it was just never going to work. Like that's, it was never, ever, ever going to work. Like the, I've only been to the new camp once. The one time I was there, he was man of the match. He scored, and they were all on the pitch, and he ran the show against Villarreal. He was ridiculous, and everyone was going on about. Obviously, I, you're delighted to see Messi in the flesh and all, but I remember leaving the stadium that night, going, "Jesus Christ!" Because like, Messi's getting on at this stage, and you're like, going, as soon as Messi hangs him up, he's just going to step right in there." And I think that's what people thought what the right of passage was. That, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's what Neymar thought it was as well. Stay there, and then like it'd be sort of like. An easy little handoff to to, Neym- uh, to Neymar, and he takes on the crown, and he the one that starts winning Ballon d'Ors and all because that's literally the level that he was at. Like it's it's insane. And when you see when you see Ronaldinho, Nose was knocked out a joint after the comeback against PSG because he literally scores the free kick and he sets two of the goals up, and then apparently he said on an interview himself, you can look it up. He said, I looked on every paper the next morning and it's the iconic picture of Messi standing up and with the fans holding his jersey. Mm. And Neymar's quite kind of thinking, going like, that was supposed to be like sort of my coming out party there tonight, showing the world that I'm one of the best footballers in the world. But all anybody cares about was Messi, who didn't score or assist, I don't mm. think. He scores a penalty. But Neymar literally runs the show there for, for that season, for most part of that season. So... He wanted to be the main man, Gavin. Barca obviously thought he's on a lot of money. Nobody can afford him. He's not going to go anywhere. By the time it comes around, he'll literally just hold him down with, with contracts because this is Barca basically thinking that they were bigger than God. You know what I mean? But they yeah. weren't because in the grand scheme of things, they were laughed at. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's the arrogance. That's the arrogance kind of angle of it that, like, uh, he'll, he'll go near him for that, but you know, you say when when a country comes in and says we'll pay it out, and then Neymar just goes off to PSG for free. Um, after we buy it, it's it's absolutely mad. Keith, where do you want to go next? Um, so he goes to PSG. So they they do the deal. They pull that one, and um, even the, you know the the impact of it as Sean is saying there, Barca can't stop this. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they've no power to deal with. There's the announcement. You know, um, he's arrived, and and you're looking at a player who I don't know how old he was at this stage. He's probably only about twenty four at that stage. Twenty five. Yeah. You know, he's he's. It's not that he's even reaching his prime because he's already sorted there. Uh, players don't. You know, this notion of hitting your prime at 27, 28, These these fellas hit it early. He needed to be the big man. He needed to be the main man. And there's nowhere you can go. And then PSG are the ones that just pull the trigger on this. And he goes there and, you know, there's a uh, thing, Nasser Al-Khalifi saying, you know, he's the best player, one of the best players in the world. He has the mentality, the strength, the leadership, and they're bringing him into the club. They knew PSG needed Neymar. As much as Neymar wanted um, 
to be the main man at a club. And he, it was obvious it wasn't going to happen for him at Barcelona. I think he might have thought it could, but the more it was going on, I think he knew it wasn't going to happen there. And he had to move. And to go to PSG, you know, he's becoming the face of one of the richest clubs in the world. He's becoming um, the key man in one of the most cosmopolitan cities in the world that needs a football team. You know, you can go to Manchester City, but there's always the argument that they're the second biggest club in Manchester. Paris Saint-Germain, you know, you're in Paris, you're the Eiffel Tower, you've everything going, everything is lined they're up. fans are mad as well. They're part yeah. fans. Are, people down there, they're not like City, they're fans are partisan. Yeah, they're mental. They're yeah. mad. And you get all that and you get the adoration and you get the, you know, the icon status. And, and that's what Neymar wants. You know, Sean, you touched on the fact that he gets overlooked an awful lot for his playing ability. And he really does because, you know, he's an outrageous footballer. Um, the rolling around does, you know, go against him a lot of the time. But I think he's, you know, he's seen the move as the right move for him. And they had the money and they had the ability. But then as Sean, he touched on, they bring in Mbappe and that nearly overshadows him. But at the time, PSG think this is the golden goose. Neymar thinks this is the golden goose. And Barcelona are chasing that tail. They're scampering. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. And, you know, what What else can they do? They they, they have to go out and try and spend money. Mm. And they don't, you know, they don't spend the money wisely. And we'll come on to that in, in well, a second. But The impact Neymar had on Barcelona, you only have to look at what Real Madrid have literally done since... They have literally, and I'm not joking you, they have been in hospitals in Sao Paulo, Rio de Janeiro, signing up young players who are born from Brazil because they didn't want to miss out on the next Neymar. The amount of them that they bought, you could rattle them off. And that was Florentino Perez going, fuck me, I missed the boat. When he would have been grand there because Perez has said since that he would have fucked Ronaldo off straight away if he hadn't known he was able to get Neymar. And they even tried to get Neymar from Barcelona as well. They were another one trying to get him out. And then they end, they go from signing, they sign Vinicius Junior, Rodrigo, Renier. The list goes on just of the whole time trying to find the next one. And basically, the as Florentino Perez go, what's the story with you, Raven Brazil? He goes, I can't afford to miss out on the next Neymar. I literally can't afford to miss out yeah. on the next Neymar. It's not only, not only that he misses out, it's the fact that he goes to Barca, right? Um, yeah. When Neymar, when Neymar is not on the market, you know Qatar make make him marketable by by putting that money up. But that would still sting Real Madrid to go. That's one up on us. We're, yes, we're the club exactly. that do this shit. You know what exactly. I mean? And, you know it's it's like you know it's like PSG walking around with the brand new car and Real Madrid didn't know it was coming out. You know the sort yeah, of way. Exactly, and and yeah. Real Madrid look at things like that and go. That's right. They've done it to Barcelona, but it's actually they're fucking doing it on us as well. You know the sort of way because they're fucking they're mental, Real Madrid. And that's why as well. That's why they start throwing bleeding eight hundred million price tags on this going all. And who would they were two years ago? They come out saying no, no. They released a statement like we did with Van Dijk saying no, no. Look, we haven't spoke to Mbappe. We don't want that to do him. You're all right because Madrid now. These fuckers will just come along and activate every release clause in the club yeah. if they want. Yeah. Because FFP was non-existent. So they were so powerful. Yeah. So that's why they were like, no, no, we want no business with them. And that's why they've actually left it this long. They didn't even bother trying to haggle with PSG in the summer. They're like, right, you know what? We're not going to bother you. We'll just take them for free yeah. when it comes to it. Because th- this, they set the tone there, PSG. Like, um, we don't have any European heritage. Yeah, we're big in France. But I tell you what, if you come rocking about trying to take our fucking players, we're gonna take everything from you. Yeah, and and, look, and, and you know what? And we'll do it. We'll do it without you even without us without it even being us. We and just get this country. To, we just get this country to buy his contract. He belongs to that country, and they just give him to us. So, so we don't even. It's not even that exactly. They literally bought out his contract. He was a free agent, yeah. so they technically signed Neymar as a free agent. Yes. Yeah. So that's yes. why you won't see on any of those lists as the most yeah. expensive transfer because yeah. they literally just bought out his contract. Exactly. But look who's who's playing for PSG now. Messi. Yeah. yeah. Messi, the greatest player in the history of the game, is playing for them now yeah. because of this. You, when you think about right, the domino effect, I seen one earlier. I was like, Arigi signing from Liverpool from Re- uh, from Lille, yeah. the decimation of it. It's literally gone full circle. It's like you you hit the first domino, and it's like we take Neymar, 
boom, 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 boom. Like a Rowlands down, Gadron and Moss, and then yeah. literally... Well, as, as you said, Shawnee, it's not even that. It's you's tried to take Verratti. Yeah. And then we'll take Neymar, and then boom, 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 boom. And they, they oh, end the start but, of it. But, is, they're, doing, but they're literally, they're literally doing it on the pretense that these are all free transfers. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they can. Because obviously in the ruling, the buyout clause is not is not restricted. That's, the football well, club doing it. The rule is, Gav, right, in, in Spain. And I know this. It's an employment contract, is it? You go. You have to go to La Liga. Yeah. So um, that's what happened with United and Herrera. Yeah. Remember, they went and they were like, no, that's not his agent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. They need to come back yeah. like that's not his yeah. agent. Yeah. So basically, you, they need to, the, the player themselves, after that, the player themselves have to come forward. So for... Say for argument's sake, say tomorrow Liverpool are gonna buy Jules Kunde and he's seventy million, right? Mm. Liverpool would literally have to say to Kunde, there's the seventy million, you go and buy our contract out. Yeah. And then we'll just negotiate with you as a free agent. Yeah. So that's basically how it happened. So Barca didn't really even reap the rewards of this. They only yeah. got a they, they didn't they only got so much of it. Yeah. Do you get do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah. it was like it was like he said they rocked the boat with Verratti and six years down the line, that's resulted in Messi playing with Verratti. We're not in fucking Barcelona in yeah, PSG. Yeah. Now it just, it's snowballed from there and it can, this kind of like, it's all correlated. Like we're not just making this up. Yeah. No, it's, it's, all, it's all there. And, and you know what? For me, the biggest, like losing him in a football sense is huge, Keith, right? It's huge because he's a he's a fantastic footballer. He's a brilliant form at Barcelona. We've shown you some stats there. 47 goal involvements in 45 games in his last season, right? You see the the arrogance of Barcelona hurting them, right? But for me, the biggest thing in it, and it's probably a bit of hindsight, just looking back now, you know, so many years later, the loss of control Barcelona relinquish oh. across everything is huge. Now, as Liverpool fans, we know that they... They tap and tap and tap at Philippe Coutinho in um, the summer of 2017 and he, he leaves in, in the January 2018. But that the loss of control is huge because we'll put transfers up on the screen now in a minute, Keith. And the money is just ridiculous because teams are going, we're not going, no, fuck it. You know, you, we've, you've shown a vulnerable side and now we're going to pounce on that. Now, it might be in, not to the levels that PSG did, but levels to... Dortmund saying we want 121 million, 20 million pounds for Usman Dembele. You know did you hear the story about that one? Yeah, on. Bart Mayo. So Bart was going to Monte Carlo basically uh, to meet with Yaman Watske, right? And he had an advisor with him who had walked with. Tim Vickery said this on Off the Ball, like, and when he said it, I was, I was literally laughing to myself because I was like, this, it's like, it's like junior shared business class. Like, I think I know the story, yeah. So he went to meet Robin Watzke in a hotel in Monaco and they, um, they, it was for Usman Dembele. And the advisor said, look, no matter what happens here, 80 million for Dembele tops. That's it. No more. 80 million euros. Yeah. One, 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 80 million euros. We, we won't negotiate. That's all I get. All right. We know his contract runs. The player wants to go. He's going to kick up a fuss. He'd already been missing training sessions and all at this yeah. stage, right? So, your man part of me, I was like, it's like fat at head. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like, no bother. And he walked into the room and your man Robert Watzke turned around and said, my plane leaves in 20 minutes, 120 million, oh, we're gone. We're going to sell him to Madrid. They're in from 120 million. Your man part of me, I didn't know his ass from his elbow. Yeah, all right now, problem 120, we'll do it. Bang, walked out. Yeah, we have him, yeah. Yeah, but we paid 120 for him. Yeah. So just like that. Yeah, man, Watzka knew, because your man Watzka has run the show at Dortmund for, for years. You know, he knew exactly. He's he, used he knows what he wants to get because he knows what he wants to use it for. They, hey, listen, their model, this is the whole model. Yeah. It's just that model. So he he's dealing with bleeding Muppets like this is how time. And they're out so again he, now, aren't they? There's the room coming in, rattling. Yeah, they're rumored to be at it again now with the guy from um, Salzburg, is it? Oh, I do um, Yeah, there's rumor there that he's at, they're at it again. Um, it's just a natural so progression, So he didn't even it? think twice about it. He literally just said, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, we'll pay it. Yeah. And, and 
This yeah. he was the one negotiating the contracts for the players coming in. Like your man Serginho Dest, they signed him from Ajax, right? On his fourth, he's still on his fourth professional contract at Ajax, and it came out that he's on eight thousand euros a week, and he signs for Barcelona on one hundred twenty-five grand a week. Yeah. It's just, but there's so many of them stories. There's another one, right, with Frankie De Jong. They go in for Frankie De Jong and they pay 75 million, I think, for Frankie De Jong. And Ajax, an agent who was involved in the deal, said that Ajax thought the max they'd get was 40. And Barcelona come in and just throw 80 million down or 75 million down. And like Sean, he said about Dest's only on a few quid a week. I think Frankie De Jong was only on less than 10 grand a week at Ajax. He's on 400 grand a week at Barcelona. This was just a fella who didn't know the game, just throwing money, just going to teams, thinking he was, you know, I can do this, I'm the main man in town. And throwing this money and getting absolutely rinsed. Gav, throw up the transfers. I want, I want, I want, I'm going to throw, throw these up and I want to read them out, right? Because people will listen to this afterwards. So to give them a list, right? So here we yeah. go. Brace yourself. Jesus Christ. Where do you see this? Coutinho, 121.5 million pounds. Usman Dembele, 121.5 million pounds. Semedo, 32 million. Paulinho, 36 million. Delefeo, 10 million. Mina, 11 million. Marlon, 10 million. That's 350 million. We're at, right? Malcolm at 37 million. Vidal at 16 million. Arthur at 28. Lengley at 32. That's 115 million. Griezmann 108 million, Frankie de Jong 77 million, Fairpo at 18 million, Neto 23.5 million, Brightway at 16 million, Cucciarella 3.5 million. That's 250 million on that. Pjanic 54, Dest 19, Trincao 28, another 100 million. Emerson Royal 12.6, Aguero, Depoy, Garcia for free, and Luke de Jong on loan 12.6 million. And if you add that up, it's it, it's nearly a billion quid. It's three fifty-four, sixty-five, six, seven, fifteen, eight, eight, fifteen. It's eight hundred and twenty-five million quid. There are more man. deals. There's more deals in there. Football manager, I had the cheats. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah. So there you go. But when That's... you look at when you look at the how many of them were a success. But it's not even mean? that. Hold on, Coutinho, Dembele, Semedo, Pelino, Delafeo, Mina, Marlon, Malcolm, Vidal, Arthur, Lengley, Griezmann, De Jong, Fairpo, Neto, Braithwaite, Cucurella. Pjanic, Dest, Trinkau, Emerson Royal, Aguero, Depoy, Garcia, Luke De Jong. That's in the last four seasons. Many of them are still at the club. Yeah. Um, Coutinho, and Dembele. I was for Zenit last night. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. fucking insane. It's absolutely but they bought, insane. If you look at, if you deep dive into these transfers, right, yeah, um, Malcolm is at Zenit. They bought him 37 million, barely played him, and then just had to get rid of him. They bought was in he the Emerson one, was Royale. He the one, was he the one where somebody was literally had a deal done and Barcelona came in and whipped him? Yeah, Roman. Roman. Yeah, he, was, he, yeah. went, he was on yeah. the plane. They were at the airport waiting on him and Barca came in and just took him and didn't need him. And that was the negligence. I mean, you look at Arturo Vidal for 16 million, you think, oh, that's a good deal. He was washed up. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're buying players that are past their best. Yeah. Delefeu for mm-hmm. 10 million. They had Delefeu. He was a fucking youth player there and they're paying 10 million to get him back. Cucurella to 3.5 million. They let him go on loan straight away and the, the fucker never got a sniff for them. Emerson Royale's there for 12.6 million. They sold them to Spurs without playing a game for 22. But they committed to all these transfers. Look at the names on there. Look at Braithway for 16 million. Yeah. Neto for 23 and a half. Firpo, Firpo stinking. Griezmann 108 million, million is, is the one that's just... It's just yeah, but you, need the team, to, you don't factor in is... And it, it's... It's the worst part of the gaff is the wages. But that's what yeah. a lot of people are saying to chat here. Stick the wages up if you want to have a real good laugh. Griezmann, Griezmann was on 800,000 a week. Yeah. yeah. That's outrageous. Yeah. Outrageous. Because you can say about Messi, Messi cleared and whatever. He earned it a million a week or whatever. What he, what he took, and I think Messi's contract over the term of Bartomeu's stay was about 550 million is what Messi took home and wages but you gave that back we've said that on shows before Messi is an economy in himself do you know what yeah. I mean like you'd rather you'd, you'd pay that money to have Messi because anyone that's been to Barcelona Sean he was there I was there were you there Gav? No I've never been the whole thing is built around them the whole stadium tour and all you get to see all I was the in the Barca shop in Salil does that count? 
That'll yeah. do. That'll oh, do. Well, yeah, the there. pictures of him. Pictures of him. Oh, Matthew Messi was walking well. behind the counter anyway. Come on. But uh, it, it, it was all messy, messy, messy. But Griezmann, right? The thing with Griezmann in 2019, Neymar rings Messi. I want to go back to Barcelona. Look, make this happen. We have to get back to Barcelona. It's not happening at PS. Not happening. You know, we knew PSG was. You know, as we've touched on, Mbappe is the main man there. He's had a few injuries, and he wants to go back to to Barcelona. So Messi goes, and Messi has power in the background there. You know. He doesn't like a manager, and he doesn't make a big deal, Messi. But he sort of lets them know, move this fella on, and we get someone else in. And he wanted Neymar to come in that summer, and they said no. He's he's twenty eight at that stage, or he's twenty seven, I think, at that stage. And it's like, right, it's not coming in now. It's too much money. I think two hundred million is what PSG said it'd take. PSG, I think, were reluctant to get rid of him, but you know, if you want them, two hundred million. And he said, no, he's, he's too old, he's too injury prone. We'll get someone better than that. And he got Griezmann. And he got Griezmann for 110 million or eight million. something like that, 108 million. Yeah. And he's older than Neymar. And they're paying him 40 and million. He's on 800,000 800, a week. Yeah. Does none of it make sense? And he's been a flop. Basically, he, Griezmann was a, a dreadful signing for Barcelona. But he's gone. Yeah. Back at yeah. Atletico. Yeah. On loan. Yes. You know what I mean? Like everything about it is just stinking. Like everything about that fucking transfer business. It's it has to be the worst run of transfer business. You know, when it started with uh Usman Dembele, they got rinsed on him, panicking, and then they realized that fuck this isn't enough because this is only a young fella, he's only 21 or something at that stage. He's gone from what Ren to Dortmund, then he's doing well, but the fans are a bit underwhelmed, I think, by that. So who else? We get Coutinho as well. And they couldn't get him out of Liverpool at that stage and they had to wait to get him six months later. But it's like, that's not going to do it either. And it's throwing money and it's throwing fucking... Like Paulinho goes in there, 36 million, I think. He, but we, haven't even about, we haven't even talked about what started happening on the football pitch yet. But this, but this, the guy, like, yeah. well, it's it's not hard when you read all them names and you look at them and go, what in the hell is going on? Like, um, Pjanic is at loan on loan at Besiktas. All right, still yeah. Aguero has issues with his heart and he's retired. Yeah, yeah, gone. Right, um, y- you know, uh, is it Luke Dion comes in and, and Barcelona try to give him back and. Is a Sevilla saying no? You're not giving us back. <laughs> Fuck off! Is he yours? Like it's mad stuff, right? And yeah. like, like Shani's laughing, mentioned like I couldn't do that on on Football Manager. If I tried. One of the things on Football Manager is you can click a button to say cannot be recalled or can be recalled from loan. Barcelona clearly weren't clicking enough buttons <laughs> or ticking enough boxes. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's absolutely insane. Like, and, this, is and, what, like this is what happens. This would literally be what happened if you let. Fellas off Twitter, run a football club. Yeah. yeah. And when you think you know best, and look, they probably thinking like, ah, sure. Like the pandemic killed them, no doubt about it, because they were probably thinking, no matter what goes wrong here, we're air revenue streams coming in. We'll always survive. We'll always keep the head above water. And as soon as that dried up, they were fucked. For want of a better word, they were. They were up shit's creek, without a paddle. Not a hope, because... Literally, they had no money there. Yeah. It was getting to the stage where they were going to think about how we're going to play these players. And everyone points the finger at Messi. Everyone acts like it's Messi's fault. Messi was just in the environment. But Messi, Messi, Messi was the one allowing them to spend but all this I'm, money. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take a pay cut, and Griezmann is on eight hundred grand a week. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Hold on, Sergio Busquets is on four hundred grand a week. PK is on two hundred eighty grand a week. None of these are as important to me as this team. Yeah, and I got it. Like if you, the team, like in the last twenty years, nobody won more than Barcelona. Nobody. And if you took Messi out there, there'd be nothing. Yeah, but but the thing I'm is, like, Messi having a go at Messi overall. This is mad because Messi and his actual being at Barcelona facilitates them to spend yeah. what they spend because if exactly. he's not there he's not there A he's at another club running the muck and B he's he's literally half your revenue was gone because Messi isn't and, playing and Gav he, you need to realise that like Messi tried to like overthrow 
Well, he did. Like he, in the end, he was the reason that they got Bartomeu out yeah. because he said, "I'm going." He d- you don't need anything. He done this last year. Yeah, that's like, right. I'm going. I'm, I'm not doing it. Yeah, and he literally had to call like a referendum. Like yeah. a, 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 what did he call it? A snap election. Yeah. He literally had to call a snap election to get him out, yeah. the mail. And in the end, they couldn't even, the authorities had to take him out. Yeah. And everyone yeah. was playing with Messi and he'd done an interview and he was like, what do you want me to do? And then everyone's turning around saying he asked him that, like, Spanish laws prohibited him from playing for any more than 500 grand a week because you can't take a pay cut if 50%, more, or more than 50% yeah. and stay in the same place. He literally couldn't afford to keep him anymore. Yeah. They were trying to get rid of everyone. Despite the, the fact, despite the fact that he was, he was bringing in so much money to them. Laura Dunkey yeah. says, if you average out how much Dembele costs Barca per game, just on the transfer via loan versus games played, it's 1.25 million euros per game since 2017. Nageb reminds right. us that he also signed Kevin Prince Boateng. Um, <laughs> that's in there as well. Like uh, Keith just picked out the, a lot of the big ones. And the yeah, I just took a, a snap of a few of them. But you know what, Gav? Laura Duffy has a comment in there, the great Another great point, Mateus Fernandez didn't cost a lot, seven million, but had his contract terminated and went back to Palmeiras on a free without playing a single game. Yeah. What happened there, right? Eric Abadal, I think, was the the direct sporting director at that stage. Messi ran him out of town as well. He went over and the the manager or the coach there, um, I think his name was Matos or something at, at Palmeiras, invited Eric Abadal over and was surprised that he even came. But they were looking at Palmeiras reserves and Abadal liked the look of this fella and they said okay right they got 7 million I think it went to 10 million I think it was actually 10 million with add-ons and things like that and he, he was fucking brutal he was absolutely bleeding woeful the fella they, they looked at Palmeiras reserves like Sean you were saying about Real Madrid trying to get the next big team they're signing Vinicius before he plays a single game they're signing these players before they're in the Barca start panicking then and start looking at the likes of this and it just falls flat on their face. You know, that they're, they're running at the club was just absolutely deplorable at this stage and they're making mistake after mistake after mistake. I and mean, even though 10 million to a club like Barcelona is nothing, it's another paper cut. Do you know what I mean? It's it's another paper exactly. cut and that's why a thousand paper cuts here. Forgetting about even the, the uh, Griezmann's and the Coutinho's and the Dembele's. If you're getting hit with 10 million, 20 million, 30 million transfers that are not working out. I mean, how many of them transfers have worked out for them? Frankie de Jong, possibly. Well, you'd argue, you'd argue Frankie de Jong still has to point. I'm not trying to get rid of him now. Xavi yeah. wants him out. You know, Xavi wants him out. He, like, he wants him out. He said he's too soft, can't build a team around him. He needs to go. None of them have worked out. Not yeah. one of them. Yeah, and that's, that's, the, that's, the, the, loss, that's the loss of control. And, and it's it's but a bit three like best players now are academy players. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a bit like you know when 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 you get embarrassed and you try double down and and do something to exactly. counteract that, and they've just gone completely the wrong way doing it. Um, lads, I'm very proud of us. We're an hour in and we've covered an awful lot. And like Sean, you mentioned something a minute ago um, about what went on on the football pitch. And I suppose before we finish up. Where do you see them on the football pitch, and where did he go from there with the money that's the, the money and debts that's hanging around them, the squad that they have? They brought in a new manager, but Shani, I'll come to you first. Like it's gone so far downhill, they might struggle to make top four in in Spain, and with that with that news around them at the moment of of those debts, what is the plan of action for Barcelona? Because they clearly can't keep up what they were doing. The the news of the debts is gone. They've signed a big deal. Uh, in Spain in terms of TV that's going to guarantee them a lot of money and they, they're due back in I believe there's big investment coming somewhere from the Middle East that's that's the rumour now at the moment and their revenue streams still are really they, although they will be damaged by, by Messi they'll, they'll be enough to get it in control I think they've cut the head off the snake I think yeah look there's going to be a hangover of this for a couple of years they're in the Europa League now after Christmas yeah. so I don't that there couldn't be more of an indictment, damn indictment on Barcelona. And look, let's be honest, they're, they're kind of getting what they deserve, but I don't think it'll be long before they're back, they're back in it again. Because one thing is, as much as other people all, there's a, there is an, the Catalonians, the, the rest of Spain, they kind of point and laugh at them. They don't like them, they kick them and they mock them. 
But at the very same time, they need them. They do need them. The Spanish league does need them. It does need a Real Madrid team on top, performing, attracting the best talents because they're huge to La Liga. They're huge to the Champions League also. Like, let's make no bounds about it. They've seemed to cut the head off the snake. I think they've done the right thing now getting Javi in and they seem to be going in the right direction in the terms of the type of player that they're trying to bring in. I actually seen an interesting point today that Simon Jordan made saying that Manchester United are actually in worse nick than Barcelona because it's coming over the hill for them. This is coming over the hill for them and you know, he'd had an opportunity to kind of stop the bleeding, but they've continued to do so with pretending that Ragnick is the answer. Where where the Barca have literally goes, right, Xavi, you're going to come in and I don't care how long it takes you, you're going to run the show now. And your man Laporte has relinquished all of his sort of power and he has advisors there who know Barcelona. He's gone to the socios because they're still a fan-owned club. Mm. He's gone to the socios and say, you are going to help yous are going to take back what is yours which is the club and yous are going to help and I think they've just kind of resigned themselves to a gaff to be yeah. honest with you and it's sad like I didn't like Thomas Muller's comments last night because I think they were they were unneeded and he yeah. turned around they're not elite anymore they can't deal with us Barca are nothing anymore he basically said so I think although they're at the bottom now they're rock bottom but I can see where the climb comes from because only a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the, the unbelievable talents that they have at the club and look, yeah. keeping them there will be paramount and I think they will. Yeah, Keith, yeah. you know, like the, the very simple way of looking at this is they still have a squad of players there that are decent but they're probably going to want to get rid of a lot of them because a new manager coming in has his own ideas and Xavi will have ideas not only on a footballing basis with regards to who's on the pitch but everything else that goes on around the support staff like Shani says advisors what do you want to do with it? what way do you want to do everything you know like if you look back at even like a Wenger at Arsenal took control of fucking everything like he was picking up league clothes the players were playing wearing and everything the matches like it was ridiculous but Xavi might be in that way but do you agree with Shani is it going to take a couple of years here because clubs of the, of big stature with money are going to cherry pick them while they're, while they're down and hamper the way they're trying to get back I know I under, and probably the revenue Shani speaks about or the investment is probably the biggest thing in all this because that will probably soften the blow or you know reduce the amount of time it's going to take for Barcelona to recover and start competing again. Yeah, they need that revenue to come in because if they don't have that, if they're if they're trying to operate with a one billion debt hanging over them, well then teams can come in and take Pedri off them and can take Gavi off them and can take Ansu Fati off them and can take, you know, every talent, every gem that's coming through, they can come in and just take them. And that's where they're screwed. And that's the problem Barca were facing was, you know, who's gonna come in and give Frankie De Jong Four hundred thousand a week. There's not many teams that will. Mm. It's the same with Griezmann. He goes on loan to Atleti. Look, I don't know what way that wage thing is going there. They must be still paying some of his wages. There's no way Atleti are taking all that on. So they can't get rid of these high earning bums that they have, and they're stuck then having to sell the gems. Do you know, like so, if they they were in a sticky. They had they were on a sticky wicket there. If they can get the investment in and Javi is given time, because, right, as Shani touched on there, Thomas Muller comes out and, and sort of lashes them over. And I don't think that's the, the time to lash them over. The time to lash them over was maybe last year or the year before. They're, they're not playing a Barcelona, the shadow of a Barcelona side that we've been looking at. You know, some of the players in there now are just, they're, they're not at the level. We looked at the business they've done this summer and the quality just isn't there. I think Xavi goes in there. There's no guarantee that Xavi will be a success. But you see some uh, sites on Twitter and all saying, you know, oh, Xavi came in, Barcelona were 10 points behind. He put all these rules in place and now they're only 16 points behind. You know, it's cheap gags, do you know what I mean, at Xavi's expense. But it, it, they're not bringing Xavi in there and saying to him, right, you've got six months to turn this around. They're bringing Xavi in there to say, right, fix this fucking club. And he's going to do that through the academy and he's going to do that through, I think, more solid investment. Now, I know people will jump and say, yeah, but he's bringing in uh, Danny Alves. He's bringing, he's trying to bring in Thiago. He's trying to get the band back together. 
he needs that. You know, he needs some experience in there with him. He needs people who know the club and he needs people who know. And he has is on two, two euro a week. Yeah, yeah. Two euro a week. Yeah, yeah, that's his contract. Yeah, wow. that's his contract. Really? But it's, <laughs> if they win things, he'll get paid. And that's Eight essentially quid. what Danny Alves is working on. It's a, it's a talk about an incentive based contract, but that's it. That's what he's, that's his contract. But he'll get these people in there and he'll start getting back to La Masia and he'll start getting these. And you don't need to even start getting the players in because they're there. Do you know what I mean? We touched on Pedri and Gavi and, you know, other players that are there. In the in and around that force team, you know they've centre backs, defenders, they've they've everywhere all over the pitch. They've got players there to come in. It's just getting that blend and it's stopping the bleeding. And I think you know, as Shani said, they've hit rock bottom. They're in the Europa League. Play these players, see where they are. If we're talking about this in another year's time, well, then it's probably like right, it's not working. And if it doesn't work with this, I don't know where they go. I don't know. Don't I don't know. Like. I don't know. We're talking about this in a year's time with regards to Barcelona. Are you know if Barcelona are in this similar position in the league next year? I'm already. I, I don't know if you if you say it's not working because on one hand you have to say you have to give Javi time, and he's not only like it's all very well saying he knows Barcelona and he comes in and he knows this and he knows that and he he the DNA of the club and all this sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, he's he's going to be still working under Bar. Big investment. He's going to be work, ah, yeah. working under. He's going to be hamstrung in a, in a big way for me, because not only not only like have the massive debts there, right? The revenues could be down. We don't know what's going on. We're going to have COVID in the new year as well. With regards to people in revenue streams could drop again. Plus, you're going to have players that unless you're willing to sell them for next to fuck all, where teams will come in and try to do that to you, you're going to be sitting with a Griezmann or whatever or a Frankie De Jong earning one million quid a week between them. You know, it's and that's why that's why I asked the question: How long does it take? How long? How long do you think this will like the reclaimer record just puts them back ten string. years? As long as a bit of string, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but the 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 thing is, and the problem is for Barca, it's not about how far they are behind in football. It, it's how far behind they are from Madrid, and they're like they're in the in the process of building a spaceship. In the middle of Madrid City Centre, like that, it's the most ridiculous yeah, arena you'll ever see. It's, like, it's honestly, there's, yeah. there's Michelin star restaurants and five star hotels inside the stadium. It's it's honestly, it's it's out of this world. And then besides that, they're literally going to take Mbappe in the summer, and there's talk that they might even get a Haaland. And then and now Vinicius is literally playing like one of the best players in Europe. Yeah. So they're so far behind. Real Madrid and that's what matters to them they don't I'm telling you right now people in Spain the Spanish media they don't give a fuck about how the world sees them they only care about how their rivals see them yeah. and they're a laughing stock because you've been the new conquid it's falling down yeah. it's like the Coliseum in Rome it's literally falling down it needs work and they were talking about renovating it I don't know how it's like they're the Gladiator for work it's it's like the bleeding the the yen out in the middle of Ballymun where the flats is. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I, I don't I in terms of that that light years behind Madrid and it's yeah. going to look way worse in the next couple of years when Madrid literally have Mbappe, Holland, a brand new stadium, winning everything in Spain anyway it's not going to be easy for them. They're going to be affected by this for long. And this all started from them acting the bollocks, tapping up players. Yeah. yeah. But look at the, it's not only Real that they're behind, they're behind Atletico now as well. Yeah. And they've done this deal with Atletico a few years ago where they get forced refusal on their players and they've always been linked with Koke. That was always the 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 rumour that Koke is going to go to Barcelona to replace Xavi, to replace Iniesta and Saul as well would be another one that'd go there. They ended up having to give Luis Suarez to Atletico Madrid just to get him out of the club. Another move that alienated Messi. And Messi's already like, this is a load of Get me out of here because we have well, talent given them away. Suarez a million to live. Yeah. yeah. And he and goes he, and wins and the he, league. And he goes and wins the league. <laughs> It's it's absolutely insane, but I I think I think it's not only just for Barcelona, but I think when you look at it's probably a lesson for 
a lot of clubs out there that, you know, just make huge rash decisions. And, and not even that, even when I look at big clubs out there that are, the investment that comes into them is, is, you know, it's not an orthodox investment, as you would call it. And you kind of go, Jesus, if 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 one thing just, like Shawnee said at the very start of the show, if one little block gets pulled out, you know, it's fucking, where the fuck do we go? Like, And, and it's not like you're going to see the impact straight away. You know, it's going to just cu- accumulate itself over four, five years until you actually have to make the ultimate sacrifice in giving away our best ever player. Giving him away. Yeah. You know, the sort of way. And... I think it's a. I think it's probably a lesson for anyone out there that supports any sort of football club that you want to progress all the time, but you always have to be careful as to how you're progressing. What you how, wish for? Yeah, yeah. And look, this isn't me speaking as a Liverpool fan. It's, it's me speaking as a football fan. It could be someone in the Premier League. It could be someone in in the fucking second division in Spain looking to get up or Germany looking to get a promotion and throwing a load of money at it. And you go, be careful because you might yeah, get yeah. there and then it could just oh, fucking yeah. all fall apart. Bayern Munich are in shit as well, and you don't hear about it. But yeah. Bayern are in an awful state because they signed Sane. Yeah, they're yeah. in an awful state. They have to give Goretzka man money to stay. They're gonna have to give Coleman man money to stay. Nobody's thought about it at the moment. That's why Thiago left. Yeah, it's I, I I just, it well. they literally. So like they, they're not they they just won the Champions League, but they have done a bit of bad business as well. They give they they've given out too much money on contracts. Yeah, and that's why. Madrid have been ahead of the curve. Perez tells Ronaldo to fuck off at the perfect time. They got stung with Bale. He says, that's never happening again. Ramos, they let him know as well that, yeah. you know, you're not welcome here. No. You know, they let an example. So, like, I think people think it's all rosy and all with Bayern and the rest of them. They have all this coming over the hill because unlike City and unlike PSG, they don't have the unlimited finance because there's lots of questions being asked already at Bayern of where they're getting their money from and there's fans kicking up at rallies saying that they don't agree with where the money is coming from so they will have to cut ties with that because again Bayern are another club where the fans have a big stake so you need to be I think the steady Eddie approach here is the best at the moment especially in the current climate we're in yeah and I think uh, like I just look around I just think when you think of Barcelona's arrogance cost them um, at the start, lost control. Then they just completely lose the plot, and and now they're paying massively for it, both on and off the pitch. It's it's unbelievable. It's a brilliant story. Um, um, and like there's so much more to be covered as much as we can in an hour or so. But Keith, is there anything else before we go? No, I mean, as we said at the start, Gav, you know, it started with Neymar and it ends with Messi, and and PSG have literally taken the two crown jewels of Barcelona's Champions League winning, last Champions League winning team. And, you know, we say about arrogance, we we spoke about Borussia Dortmund, you know, they bring in players for big money as well. They brought in Erling Haaland, they brought in Jude Bellingham, they brought in Jadon Sancho. They sell them on for huge profits. That's how they operate. They're a shrewd operation. There's not many teams like that at that level at the at the elite level and these big teams are just saying you know Shawnee touched on it can happen anyone it's happened to a lot of teams never at this magnitude and you know to see that the literally the best player of all time you know I'm not yeah. talking about good players we're talking about the greatest to ever play the game yeah. and he's left for free they got zero for him yeah. when he's not finished he's not washed up do you know what I mean he's he still didn't want to go, yeah. wanna go and no, they couldn't make it happen he doesn't want to go but the thing is like it starts, like you say, it starts with Neymar and ends with Messi. It starts with Barca doing something um, to get a reaction out of PSG and PSG then absolutely put an end to an era. Well, they literally sit on their hands for five years going, it's coming. Um, um, not only will we do this to them and embarrass them, but then after five years, we're going to literally end uh, an all-time era at Barcelona by taking that player as well. So they've, like, it's it's absolutely madness. Shani, anything else? No, no, I really enjoyed it. To be honest with you, the they got what they deserve, so that they are an institute of football, but it just goes yeah. to show that if you throw your weight around, you're going to get fucking hurt. Yeah. If, you're, if you're not, haven't got the right people making the decisions, you're going to get hurt. You're looking at, although it's not as visible, you know, it's struggling. Barca's struggling. And I'm telling you now, re- refer back to this show in a few years when you're looking at the Bayern Munich team and you're going, 
Jesus, they're all allowed to show you, aren't they? Yeah. They are getting that, they're getting to that stage because it's so hard to stay on top for the winning is hard, Gav. Yeah. Retaining is harder. To retain, like that's why I'm always blown away by these people like Venus Williams, the Dublin football team, Lewis Hamilton. To remain on top is so hard because getting there is hard, all right? But when you're up there and everyone trying to tear you down at every turn, it's harder. And they dominated football for 20 years and they are literally, in one of the kids' signs now, they are in the mud. They yeah. couldn't be further in the mud. They're in, a, they're in an awful state. But it's going to take them time to get back going again. So just enjoy it. If if that's that's what you like, uh, feel sorry for them if, if that's what you like. It's a mad story anyway, regardless. Um, we are on um, we are on Spotify and Apple Pods and all your Android podcasts as well. Um, they're up on the screen there for you to see. But if you type man on football show, you will find them wherever you need to find them. Um, like. If you haven't liked already, subscribe. If, you've, if you're watching and you'd like to subscribe, and if you're listening to the audio download, please hit the review button on your app and give us a review. It really, really helps. Um, really enjoyed that. Um, and share it as well. Share it. Oh, yeah, like, share it. I know it about Liverpool, yeah, it's, you know, it's, from it's the day trippers, this isn't about Liverpool. This is this is about football. So you don't have to be a Liverpool fan to listen to, to what we're trying to do on this channel. Exactly. Um Phil is on with me on Monday um, because Phil's seen a one and a half minute video of goalkeepers kicking the ball out from their hands in the 80s. That, yeah. and, he, and he immediately got on to me and went, can we please do a podcast about goalkeepers kicking the ball out of their hands in the 80s? I went, Monday at nine o'clock, bro. And he went, yeah, okay, see you then. <laughs> so that's what's coming on Monday. It's Phil Casey's 80s take on goalkeepers kickouts. So look, you can't give you... If, if you're asking for random, you can't get much more random than that. Um, it's been an absolute cracking show. Um, I don't know what we're going to do next week. We'll go off and we'll have a little chat about next yeah. Thursday. Um, this show, this Monday Thursday team might start to clash over Christmas um, with Premier League fixtures and, and stuff like that. So we will keep you up to date with regards to um, when our shows, we have to move them slightly or not going on the head one week, but we'll do our best over the Christmas period to fill in as many as we possibly can. Check us out at Man on Footy Show on Twitter for any information there. Shawnee, it's been an absolute pleasure, my man. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers, Gav. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did as well. It was really, really good one. Uh, Keith, thanks a million. Your work on this was incredible. It was actually um, a bit intimidating the amount of stuff you knew and sent me. I'm not going to No, know. no. Gav, this is, as I said earlier, you know, this is the sort of thing that we enjoy talking about that, you know, we're not, we don't know everything about these things and you read in, you look her up and we enjoy talking about it then, you know, so we have ideas, shows to do around issues like that. But if people listening want to lash in suggestions and we'd look them up, you know, not, not too obscure, like, but we'd look them up and and see if we can build something around and, and have a chat because we love talking about these things. Yeah. We don't claim to know everything. No, we love finding we out stuff, don't enough we? that we can learn and, and yeah. we can talk about it. And that's what we enjoy doing. That's why we do this. And, and I love that tonight. And I love the Leeds one and I love the future ones we have planned. But yeah, if people have ideas or suggestions, just let us know. Exactly. Um, if you when this show ends, the comments are always open under the under the video. And if you want to throw in any suggestions, you can. There, uh, Red Steve reckons no need to clash. Just do two or three shows a day. Will you fucking stop? Um, we haven't got the time. It's Christmas as well. Um, give it over. <laughs> um, but that's been it. That's been the man on football show for this Thursday night. We we'll talked again on Monday. Um, but do remember, it is Phil. It is the eighties. It is goalkeepers kicking the ball out of their hands as they're jumping off point. And Mondays are a bit different. We start with that. And we go anywhere. So anything you have to say on football, any memories you have, any mad stuff you've seen, anything at all on a Monday night is absolutely welcome because you drive that show on Mondays. Talk to you in a bit. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.